Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Oh, well, hello, everybody. Welcome to After 9, the pre- Canada Day edition. If you are an American, we have a 4th of July as well, but it's called Canada Day and it is the 1st of July. So there will be no podcast tomorrow, but let's get some uh, stuff done here. Let's get some some good podcast content done for you. So you've got something uh, to listen to. Can I start off with a message I got on Facebook? Please. Many different ways you can reach us. Instagram and Twitter. I think Instagram seems to be the most popular and then Twitter and Facebook too. Uh, this is from Steve. He said, I just want to tell you how much I love After 9. I saw something on your story about friends with kids uh, and I wanted to check it out. You were talking about things you don't have as much time for after you have kids. I really appreciated how real you were. This is a reality in our 30s. I listened to the entire show. I loved it and now I'm subscribed and I listen every day. Today I'm listening to the best of June part two. Uh, They say I got to the party late, so I'm catching up still. And you were talking about working in uh, serving and bartending jobs before going to school. I love it. I love the show. It gives me fun stuff, current events and celebrities, but also serious, real convos. Anyway, I'm glad to see you're doing well. And uh, thanks. Keep it up. I appreciate that. That's from Steve. Thank you, Steve. Oh, that's really good. Uh, I have a lot of DMs, people asking me about something I posted on, when was it? It was Saturday night. I was barbecuing a pizza. And I I put up the picture, and people were fascinated by the fact that you could barbecue a pizza. Mm -hmm. People want to know, how did it turn out? Listen, I'll tell you, it turned out phenomenal. It was one of the best pizzas I've ever made. Not the best I've ever had, one of the best I've ever made. The trick is, you got to oil the crust and you've got to cook it quick you don't want it to burn so get the barbecue nice and hot you put the pizza on top it real quick as soon as the cheese starts to melt boom that pizza's coming off and it is good is this something that your italian girlfriend taught you to do what made you want to do this cat no it was my italian girlfriend's brother's wife that oh. taught me how to do it. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> no, we were over at their place for uh, a little weekend gathering, and it was great. It was really, really good. Barbecuing pizza might sound silly to some people, but it's a really good way to cook it. Uh, let's get to a couple other things here. Just breaking as we record, I'm watching the news conference with uh, John Tory and Dr. Eileen Devella. Toronto's medical officer of health, and oh, there's Bonnie Crombie over there in Peel, and there's there's Patty Brown over there in in Brampton, also part of Peel, and it looks like they're going to make it mandatory that you need to wear masks indoors in all public places. Are you good with that, or is this uh, is this an issue? I mean, I personally don't find it to be an issue here where we are, here where I live. We don't have the mandatory, but let's say they became mandatory. I'd be okay with it. I'm used to it. I have masks with me everywhere I go. I wear it 99% of the time. And the only time I don't is when I literally don't have it physically on me. I've forgotten it in the car. But at this point, I have like four or five masks going. Like I said, used to it. Kind of part of the deal when I go to a store. I'm okay with it. 
I do carry masks with me everywhere. I've got uh, some in each of my cars, and I've got one that I carry. Uh, I try to carry it around with me wherever I go. I've even got one in my golf bag in case I have to go into the clubhouse. For the most part, I wear a mask anyway, but I would like to point out that, again, this is late. They're in stage two now in Toronto and Peel. A week later... They're talking about whether or not they should make it mandatory that you should wear masks indoors. And it won't be in effect for another week. You know, if you're going to leave that much time, why don't you people just wait and see what happened after you reopened? Because I'll be perfectly honest with you. uh, Halt and reopen. There's no issue here. There's really no issue. Uh, Do they need to do something very heavy handed, like make people wear masks indoors? I guess, but at this point, since you've waited and you've left that gap anyway, you might as well just wait and see if it's needed because everything is trending in the right direction. Mm -hmm. If you take away what happened with the migrant workers down in Windsor yesterday, Ontario had, what, 80 new cases out of 14 and a half million people? 80. That's it. 80. What are we changing the rules for to something? Why? Why now? I don't. <laughs> Why didn't you do this, this weeks thing, ago? Listen, none of this whole thing has made, has, has made much sense. So I'm, it's confusing for a lot of people. I think it's confusing for the people who are supposed to be making the decisions, obviously. It, it's been confusing since the very beginning. From the very beginning, it was don't wear masks, don't even worry about it. Then it was, holy crap, wear masks. Then it was, oh, we don't, I don't think physical distancing has anything to do with it. Then it was, professionals don't even know. This has been confusing for everybody. So it doesn't surprise me that here we are down the line. We're, how many months? Six months into this. Six months into it, not as not as quickly here. I mean, that's six months total since we first found out about it, about coronavirus. But it's, there's still confusion. And, and apparently there's still going to be more. There's still a lot about the virus they don't know. There's still a lot of things that are question marks so there's going to be some decisions made they'll take back or retract there's going to be decisions they should be making right now that they're going to make a month from now and go yeah we probably should have done that i don't know if i fully i know people are really up their ass about it i'll be honest with you i don't really blame them too much because it has been confusing and it's new situation nobody has a fucking crystal ball in this scenario and they know exactly how things are going to react and what's going to happen so I know. So I don't know. They feel I like haven't been best- wrong about anything so far. I've been right about every single thing in this <laughs> pandemic. I have. Go back and listen to the podcast. That was in real time. All of season three is about the pandemic. You I wasn't I wrong said, about any of this. You and I both said shut shit down. You and I both said shut everything down for two weeks. People called us fucking nuts. People called us crazy. Why? It's not going to come here. Everybody calm down. Not a big deal. Why should you? I actually can go back to a Facebook post when the first case was on Canadian soil. It was the very first case. And I said, look out. Here we go. And people were like, oh, fucking calm down. Fear mongering. You're fear mongering. So I hear you on that, Scott. But it doesn't mean we know everything. It doesn't mean that we know what's exactly best. And I understand as a leader, it's hard because I feel like you're right now. You're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. And you're also worried about the votes. And you're worried about the politics of it all. Thank you. You're right. You're worried if you do something, then people are going to be all fucking pissy about it, like masks, like wearing masks, making it mandatory. People are pissy in Guelph. I don't know if you've spoken to anyone, because around here, at least, Guelph was the first to do it, and it's still a thing in Guelph and not in Kitchener. I'll give you that example. People who I know live in Guelph are so fucking pissed off, they've been coming to shop outside of Guelph, and they're like, well, I'm not going to support our businesses, even though it's not their fucking fault. But the, the politics of it all is what, is what frustrates me because that's all they're worried about right now. They're trying to sway between do we worry about the people who really want it and then we do it? Do we worry about the people who don't and we don't do it, but then we risk this, this, and that? So you know, it's a game. It's a fucking game. 
I, I, I tend to like Patrick Brown, and I tend to like John Tory, and I definitely like Bonnie Crombie. I, I lost respect for them today. You know, I mean, if you were going to do this, you knew wearing masks indoors was a good idea two weeks ago. You should have done it from the start. You guys have been open for a week, and this won't be in effect for another week. You know who should be running Peel Region? The fucking Longos brothers. Because even Longos knew that it was a good idea to wear a mask indoors. They put that policy in effect two fucking months ago. That's right. That's right. Maybe the Longos brothers should be running (laughs) Ontario. Because they knew. They knew. Uh, Where were you, Bonnie? Where were you, Pat? Where were you, John? This isn't breaking news that masks save lives. So now we're making it a law. Okay, right when we don't really need it. Well, maybe we do need it. Maybe this will be what gets us from 80 new cases to zero new cases. I personally don't know. But either way, this is uh, uh, this is politicians who like being on TV. This is politicians who are sick of, of uh, Doug Ford getting all the, the attention from the media, and they want to be on television, too. Oh, hey, look at us. We're, we're big city mayors. We, we, we deserve a little bit of attention here. Everybody retweet us for a change instead of the premier. Then fucking run for premier. Do it. If if that's what you want is attention, go ahead. But right now, this is dumb. Yeah. Should we do this? I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm saying if you were gonna, you should have done it two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah. When we reopen in phase two, here's what's going to happen. Masks, mandatory indoors. I'm telling you, they have people behind the scenes. They're waiting to see what happens if we do this. What's our worst case scenario? And it all has to do with the vote. It really doesn't have to do with the right being the right thing to do or the not the not right thing to do. That's not what it's about. It's shit. It's shitty. But that's the it's truth. It's just pandering. It's just pandering. That's all I can think is it's just pandering. But anyway, uh, let's talk about a couple of other things. We know that Jeff Bezos, founder of Amazon, his divorce was the most expensive in the history of marriages that crapped out. Yep. Dr. Dre might be a close second. Yeah. Dr. Dre is getting divorced. Yeah. Well, Dr. Dre's wife just filed yesterday, 24 years married to Nicole Young. They have two kids, but they're adults now. So uh, she cites irre- irreconcilable differences on here. Uh, we know that there's a past, that Dr. Dre has a past, and there was past, I wouldn't say alleged abuse, because I'm not sure if anything was like set in stone there, but a lot of people are assuming that there might be a situation here that has to do with that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But we know he's estimated... At, at an $800 million worth, there is no prenup. Um, because, they, I mean, they got married 24 years ago. Yes, of course, he was still rich then, by all means. But since then, there was Beats. There was his record label really blowing up. There was a couple other business ventures that he took part in. They got him to that, eight. at one point, I think it was billionaire status, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, those Beats headphones were worth a fortune, and yeah. plus all his music. It was ba- It was basically an almost billion-dollar deal, I think, at the time. Because Apple bought them. That's right. But at this point, yeah, they're saying his worth is about $800 million going into this divorce. She is seeking spousal support, uh, and we'll find out more as we, as we know. That's all we know right now. Hmm. You know, if you made it 24 years, that's what it was, right? 24, 24 years married? 24 years, yeah. What happened on June 28th, 2020, that made you say, I'm filing tomorrow? Yeah, it's probably one of those scenarios. I don't know this particular relationship uh, well at all, but uh, it's, I think it's a lot of the cases, it's a lot of the, okay, I'll forgive, I'll forgive, I'll, I'll keep going, I'll keep trying. And then you get to a point where you just can't do it anymore. You just 
can't do it anymore. And maybe that was the case. I again, we don't know the details of this, but I would imagine that would it would that's what it would be like. There's no shortage of people that uh, that totally agree with you though, and your thoughts of like, well, what makes you after 24 years do that? Like that's a long time to be with someone, to choose that person as your partner. It could have been a number of things throughout the years. Maybe it was one thing. Maybe it was one decision that was made. Who knows? Everybody's so different when it comes to that. Uh, Nick Cannon is getting another television show. This is from Kat's What's Trending segment that she does every hour on our FM morning show on 91.5 The Beat. You, How does Nick Cannon keep getting TV shows? I know. Okay, so I don't we, understand. I think we talked about Nick Cannon in the podcast before. Have we not? Yeah, we have. Okay. I don't get it. I don't get it. The guy can uh, barely speak English. <laughs> barely. Like, he does not have a good grasp on the language. He mumbles when he talks. He has no charisma whatsoever. He just stands up there and, and, and holds the microphone and reads whatever they put in front of him. Well, if you're just going to have a talking head, there's a lot of fucking guys who can do that. Why is it Nick Cannon? How does he keep getting TV shows? I don't I don't dislike Nick Cannon. I actually I like Nick Cannon. He doesn't bother me at all. Um, this is a, this is called Celebrity Call Center by the way. If you if you didn't hear us talk about it this morning on our FM show, it's literally what it sounds like. So I use the term celebrity loosely like we do in a lot of these reality shows like you're dancing with the stars and your big brother candidate or celebrities and stuff like that. So a lot of like B, C, D listers are answering your phone calls and giving you advice. So you call the number and these are all pre-recorded uh, up until now. Uh, the show is going to start airing on E Network for those that, that that don't know where to go and are interested. But Nick Cannon's one of them. There's Nikki and um, Brie Bella. There's Alyssa Milano oh, and Candy Burris. Who's taking love advice from Candy Burris and Alyssa Milano? Well, they might have some life advice, uh, and you can ask any question you want, just about life, not necessarily love. Um, and they answer it, and then we watch it, basically. It's very safe. It's very pandemic safe, and you can tell they whip this up. Just by watching the trailer, which is at scottandcat.ca, you can tell that they whip this up real quick because it's just them at home with a headset on, basically. Alyssa Milano uh, talking a woman through whether or not she should have a baby now or wish she should wait or something like that, for example. And the camera's on them, and they answer questions, and they help give advice. That's all the show is. That's literally the show that blows my mind how have we not we've had a million good ideas over the years and none of them ended up on tv nick cannon comes along and says yeah i want to i want to listen to people ask me questions and and i want to just tell them what to do and they're like great listen Fuck though yeah. put you, it on television prime time listen though you can shit on nick cannon all you want but the 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 truth and the realness is in the numbers when he was on america's got talent whether that had anything to do with him or not you can go ahead and argue it you can argue it all day but it i had will nothing tell to you, do with nick cannon <laughs> i will tell you that when he was on it that's when that show really did well in the ratings it still does without him i'm not saying it's all him but what i am saying is he didn't lose anybody he was hosting that show for several years number one the mass singer was eventually became a number one show i think still at this point it is one of the most watched shows of the year yes there was less to watch this year but he hosts that one uh his show what was the what's the other reality show he does um on like a really fucking weird network um there's one more reality show Ah, what is it i'll i'll think of the name of it anyway that 
shockingly did well. And now here we are. He has now come to the point where he's got this status in the industry to be able to start his own reality show because he's hosted so damn many of them. He's Ryan Seacrest. Now, in a weird kind of a way, yes. in a strange parallel yes. universe, he is. Wild and Out, by the way. Wild and Out is the show I was talking about. That one has been on since 2005, and it's extremely successful for the size of the network that it's on. Uh, I just don't get it, Kat. I, I, I don't know who would call in and ask Nick Cannon if, if they should take their snow tires off now or wait and j- just until next winter at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, like stupid shit like that. I, I don't know why you would trust Nick Cannon or Candy Burris or Alyssa Milano or Kelly Osborne or any of these people with life decisions. I just I can't wrap my mind around that. But here we are. Here we are. Uh, new survey was done. It was about forgetfulness. say they're forgetful in this new poll. What do you suppose we forget the most? We forget the most. um, We forget our uh, where we put something. That's right up there. It's a very good guess. Passwords is number one. You uh, just forgot your uh, password before uh, this podcast. You know what? Because here's the fucking problem. They make you change your password every whatever it is, three months, six months, depending on where you work. They'll make you change it a certain amount of times. Usually most secure places do that. And then you forget and they don't let you anymore. Like just add a letter or a, an asterisk to it or whatever you want to do. Nope, they're on to you. You got to come up with a whole new thing. So you got to keep track of all these passwords. I have to go back. I have actually ended up buying a password app so that I could store all these because I forget them. So that makes sense to me. Yes. Now that you said it, 100%. Passwords are number one. Things when you go to the grocery store. Yeah, that happens to me all the time. Just yesterday, I had to go out, not to the grocery store. I had to go to Canadian Tire. I needed ant traps because for whatever reason, there was ants all over my back step yesterday. And I thought, fuck these guys, you're going. (laughs) So I had to get ant traps and I needed dryer sheets and I needed uh, some coffee pods. And amazingly, you can get all of that stuff at Canadian Tire. So I went and on my way home, I realized, damn it, I forgot that. I don't even remember what it was I forgot, but I was yeah. quite pissed off at the time. Yeah. But you're not going to turn around and go back. You're just going to have to convince yourself you didn't actually want it in the first place. Yeah. Is it, that right? <laughs> Especially when it's like the reason you went out. That's the worst. The reason you went to the grocery store was to get m- milk, okay, or whatever, or whipping cream because you're going to make a dessert. You go all the way to the store. You buy 15 things. You forget it. And you're right. You tried it. Do that to yourself where you're like, you know what? I didn't want to make that pie anyway. It's probably for the best. I don't Too many need calories. It. I don't yeah. need it. I need to save some money, so I'll save myself that $4. And what a good day. Everything's fine. But you still drove all the way there just to get that. <laughs> yep. But you forgot it. Yep. That happens all the time. Where do you put your keys? I'm so bad for that. See, I'm, I bought those tiles to keep track of my keys. Yeah. You are bad at it. When you, when you, listen, you are bad at it. No, I, but I do recall a couple of times we've worked together. We always, in both buildings we've worked in, you have to fob in and out, right? Yeah. And you have to take your key with you if you're going out to your car or whatever. And there has been several times I remember where you've either had to text me because you're like, I remembered my cell phone. I forgot my keys. Or you go to use the bathroom because you have to key back in here after you use the bathroom and you get locked out because you forgot your keys. 
all the time. Yeah. The tile, though, is very helpful. Uh, they're not doing anything for us, so I don't feel compelled to give them a mention, but I'm going to. The tile is good. Anything that you don't want to lose, put one of those tiles on it and then just register it on the tile app on your phone and you can just basically ping stuff and it'll tell you where it is. It doesn't get super specific, though. For me, if I leave my keys somewhere in the house, but I can't remember where, all it'll tell me is the address that the keys are at. It doesn't tell me where in that address. So while it's very good, if I think to myself, I have one in my wallet as well. Oh, shit, I lost my wallet. Let me check. Oh, it's at the bar that I was just at. I can just drive back there and get my wallet. If it's here in the house, well, that doesn't really narrow it down. There's a lot of different rooms here. (laughs) Did it fall down in the crack of the cushions? I don't know. But it will make a noise. Providing it's not buried, hopefully you can hear it. Uh, Some of the other things we forget. People's names right after we've been introduced to them. I am the worst. Oh, I'm the worst at that. Guilty. Yeah. Yeah. Don't even bother introducing me to someone because I will forget. And you know what? I've started telling people up front. Hey, great to meet you. I think this is awesome. I am just going to give you a heads up. I am so bad with names and I'm going to do my level best to remember your name. Mm -hmm. But I promise you that if I slip up. I'll just tell you I forgot. I'm not going to play games and say, hey, chief, what's up? champ what's up mama i'm not gonna do any of that shit i'm just gonna flat out admit "Mm, i forgot your name i haven't had to do it yet but that's gonna be my new go forward policy god you you give them a warning right off the go that's not a bad idea because that way if you do forget then you have kind of an excuse or reason like i think i told you i suck at names can you remind me what your name is yep and i just want them to know up front that i'm a forgetful name person I don't mean to forget them, and it doesn't, it's nothing against them, and I try and try, but if I'm playing golf, for example, and they pair us up with two other guys, okay, well, I mean, at the beginning of that round, you always introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Scott. Yeah, you're Mike, and whatever. I'm not going to remember Mike or, or Mike's partner <laughs> after one hole. So I just tell them in advance, guys, listen, I'm real bad with names, so I'll try and do this. I, I might even put it in my phone. In case I need to reference it, so please don't take it personally if I forget your name. I may need to ask you again. And I find people are usually fairly appreciative about the honesty in advance. Then when I do remember their name, by the way, I look like a goddamn genius. That's that's the best part. Yeah, that is true. And it's rare for me to do that, too. I will usually i find it the honesty like you said is the best even if i forgot the name and i saw them again and it was like a friend's friend i was like hey i'm sorry what's your name again i'll be honest i forget like i just say it because i don't try to fake it because then it gets really awkward if they're like yeah just add me on instagram you know my name or something like that'll happen inevitably and i'm like nope i fucking don't know your name when you walk into a room and can't remember why you went into it (laughs) okay that's the That's the weirdest thing. That is the weirdest thing. You wonder what happens with your brain because it it could be something, honestly, that you need that's important to you. It's happened to me before where I walk in going, I don't remember why I'm here, but I know I'm supposed to be here. And just literally uh, two seconds ago, I knew what happens to our brain that that just all of a sudden it just cuts off. And it's like, no, fuck you. I'm not reminding you why you're here. (laughs) Uh, You're going to have to put another quarter in the machine if you want to keep riding. Uh, I, I don't know. Like it just Maybe your pieces, brain just decides it's had enough. It just pieces out. It's like, bye, Felicia. You're on your own, bitch. Like, I don't remember <laughs> why I'm supposed to be here at all. It's rude. <laughs> no, I hear you. I totally hear you. Uh, walking into a room and forgetting why you went there is the worst. And for me, it's typically something stupid. 
and I'll just do it instinctively. Like, <clears throat> I don't know, I should grab a coat before I uh, go out. So I'll just go upstairs and grab one out of my closet. I'll go upstairs and I can't for the life of me remember why I went upstairs. It's so stupid. I should be able to remember. Right? That. It's weird. I think it's like a human brain thing because, like, I think I think it's not. It has nothing to do with us as people because I've done that since I was young. Maybe that's a bad thing. Maybe it's bad that I've had that happen now and again. It doesn't happen every day, of course. But when it happens, you're like, what the fuck, man? Like, I just knew a second ago. Where did that information le- go? Where did that information go to? It's You're weird. a smart person. I'm a smart person. How do you forget it's things? weird, man. It's a brain thing. I, I don't really know. Uh, we'll move on from this, but just quickly, I'll tell you, people forget also, uh, this, these are the regular ones that we forget. A word that's on the tip of their tongue. Mm-hmm. Where they put their phone. Mm. Forgot to mail something. Forgot where they parked their car. <laughs> that's one of my favorite ones. <laughs> that's, uh, that, that just happened to me the other day. Really? Yeah, and I did a fake out. I don't know about you. I do the fake out, like, pretended like I was, I meant to go two lanes over to that other CRV that's not mine. And just, I was just checking out the parking lot, just seeing, and then I pretend my phone rang or something. Like, I am the biggest because I'm so embarrassed and I'm worried if someone's looking at me or filming me right now, they're going to see that I went to the wrong vehicle. So I just pretend to be on my phone and pretend like I was actually meaning to, like, do a giant loop across the parking lot to get to my vehicle. (laughs) I will do anything to fake it and make it seem like I meant to do it. Because you don't want to look like an asshole in front of strangers. No. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Uh, For me, I mean, when I come out of, say, Superstore or the mall, and I really can't remember where I parked, and it's happened. I mean, you've got other things on your mind. You're thinking about that purchase you just made or what you went in to get that they didn't have. There's a lot of reasons you could get distracted. For me, I'm going to look like that kid who can't find their mom at the mall. Like, (laughs) where is it? Hello? Help! (laughs) Have you seen my car? Excuse me. Have you seen my car? It's like this tall and that long, and it's brown, and it's got four tires. Help me out. (laughs) You you know what? I picture you in the middle of a parking lot just like shrugging your shoulders like, what the fuck? Where is it? (laughs) Maybe I can just call a cab. By the time I get home, I'll remember where I put the car. You've gone too far at that point. Cross the parking lot. Fuck it. Keep going. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Okay, we are running low on time here, so just a couple of things quickly. Uh, Let me switch over tabs here. Uh, Little Caesars customer discovered a pizza that they ordered. The staff at Little Caesars had made a swastika out of the pepperoni. The employees involved were fired. Yeah. You fucking idiots. Yeah. First off, why would you do that? And second, how did you figure you weren't going to get caught or get fired for doing that? what, What the hell? That's just stupid. I mean, what a bunch of dipshits. And they were probably like, I don't know, why? What did I do? 
You drew a fucking swastika with pepperoni you know on somebody's pizza. They're lucky they just got fired because, I mean, that could have gone a lot of different ways. Was that all that happened? Was that the only discipline? Did police get involved? Because you got to be careful with shit like that. Yeah. The owner of the local restaurant chain called the police. Uh, police investigated. Uh, the owners had attempted to somehow explain the situation by claiming it was supposed to be an internal joke. <laughs> that they were playing on each other what? and the other employees. Right. It was never intended to go out. You cowards. You yeah. did it. You know you did it. Yeah. You know why you did it. Just fucking own it. Just, yeah. Okay, cool. I got caught. All right. Well, here's the consequence of me doing something like that. I lose my job. Don't try and make up some story about, oh, I didn't mean to. It was just a joke. No, just own it. Just wear it. Uh, you did it. There's no point in coming up with excuses at this point. No. Nope. Uh, pigs could be the source of the next great pandemic. Okay. It's funny. <laughs> People were shitting on us on Facebook about this yes, story this they morning. Are. Let me tell you something. This story has been widely published now by everyone from Global to CNN to BBC to CBC to the list goes on. This is a legitimate news story. Somebody said today, with all of the anti-Chinese racism that's going on right now, don't you think it's a little tone deaf to post this story? Uh, not necessarily. A strain of swine flu virus has become prevalent in pigs in China, and it has the potential to spread to humans and become another pandemic. Experts at the Chinese Academy of Sciences say pigs are a key intermediate host or mixing vessel for viruses spreading from animals into humans. The Chinese research team has been studying outbreaks of swine flu in pig farms across the country and say the latest strain can pass to humans. Only two people are confirmed to have caught the virus, dubbed G4EA H1N1, since the first outbreak in 2016. But researchers say it's highly adapted to infect humans. Researchers called for monitoring of farms and people working on or near farms as further transmission could cause the virus to adapt and become a pandemic. Was there anything anti-Chinese racist about that? I mean, that's the story verbatim from the Associated Press. Yeah, I would think so, too. It's just, you know, it's there's there's a lot of people that are that are definitely sensitive to that and have been sensitive to things like that since COVID-19 began. But I mean, you made a good point today. It's like on that note, then anything we talk about with COVID and tracing and sourcing COVID is considered like uh, whatever racist, if that's what that person alleges. Uh, Nobody can help where it came from. No. The fact that it came from China, uh, should it cause anti-Chinese racism? No. But it's not racist to post the story. It's a legitimate news story. People, as we know want to know information about pandemics and they would like some advance notice rather than last time with this uh, uh, COVID-19, which, by the way, was first introduced to the world six months ago today. Mm. June 30th marks six months since the World Health Organization's first started keeping track of COVID-19. People want some advance notice. They want to know it's coming so that they can prepare and I guess next time we'll probably shut down borders and tell people to wear masks in advance and we'll screen people coming into the country and things like that. 
I would assume mm-hmm. that if there's another pandemic, we'll be ready for that one because we certainly shit the bed on this one. <laughs> oh, did we ever? It was bad. Like, fucking bad. Really like, bad. you don't just throw out the sheets. You it's, throw out the whole fucking bed. It's going start down. Over. It's going down in history in all the worst ways. Like, everything about this in, I would say, history books. It won't even be books. But everything about this online from here forward. What a fucking gong show. People are going to read about this and go, did that? S- are you serious? What morons? Yeah. Well, I mean, despite all of our screw ups, we did still do an okay job at managing it. I mean, the death toll could have been a lot worse. The spread could have been a lot worse. So in that sense, we did okay. But when you think about how minimal it could have been, if we had just been a couple of steps ahead and done all the things we needed to do when we should have done them instead of waiting for the problem to manifest, then we could have been much further ahead. Uh, I think when people hear, really? Like, uh, half a million people died? Why didn't you guys close the border? Why didn't you have people wearing masks? Why didn't you guys physically distance? We'll be able to say, oh, oh well, we did. We just didn't do it right away. And then we were in such a hurry to get our hair cut and our nails done that we opened everything up before we were ready. <laughs> That's more the American story on this, yeah. but there are definitely some tie-ins to Canada anyway. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for checking out this edition of After 9. We certainly appreciate your time. We will be off tomorrow for Canada Day, and then we'll be back on Thursday, I think, with another new podcast.